Entering our second season of Blood Time, we want to thank not only our phenomenal and remarkable individuals that were our guests, but also the support, the incredible support that we have had throughout the community, not only locally, but nationally. What you can absolutely put to bed as guaranteed the second season of Blood Time are more remarkable individuals, more transformative stories, and more Blood Time moments. Please give a listen to the second season for we are all blood. Coach Cimarroni here. Love to all. This is Coach Cimarroni for Next Level Continuing Education. Next Level brings unique education to real estate professionals and real estate investors on how to get money effectively and efficiently into real estate investments. Next Level Continuing Education has ditched the traditional continuing education platform. Gone are the days of listening to boring content in a stuffy classroom setting. Come jump on a Zoom call whenever you find it comfortable and learn how to expand your real estate portfolio. Next Level CE brings unique content across Ohio and the Midwest to teach real estate investors how to become their own bank using the infinite banking concept to acquire more properties quickly. Call Ryan M. Miller, the CE Specialist, at 330-933-8231 or click on the link in our show notes. That's Ryan M. Miller, CE Specialist, 330-933-8231 or our show notes. The link is where you go. Thank you. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni here, Blood Time. There's next episode with a fantastic guest on the phone, Yoshi Nakamura. Yoshi, welcome. What's going on? How are you? Oh, man, it's so good to good to hear your voice and so good to get you finally on this show. And I followed you since you were a young man and uh, in that storied St. Ed's program. We had uh, your head coach, Greg Urbis, on back in season one, and now I, to get a superstar like you on in both not only the wrestling but the judo world and then you get a brother in the nfl what the heck i mean <laughs> it's amazing yoshi what uh, your family has accomplished what you've accomplished and you you, you went to school at a pretty crappy school Penn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah it's, it's one of those schools that, you know, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. was okay. <laughs> yeah, Wart, Wharton School, just a piker's dream, right? <laughs> so you oh, were man. you were a three-time uh, Ivy champ, weren't you? Yeah, three-time yeah, well, EIWA champ. Okay, okay, and then you were two-time state champ over at, uh, at uh, St. Ed's. And That's then right. uh, you were a Division One All-American twice, am I right? That's correct. Yeah, That's what correct. did you take, seventh and third? So tell me a little bit about what got you. I mean, I've heard some amazing stories about your dad. I mean, I don't think your dad was over what five one, five two, five three, something like that. I mean, you know, he was he was he was um he was actually five eight. So it was okay. about, actually, my dad and I were about the same size. Although, if you had asked anybody, they would have told you that he was probably six three. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. The way, the way he handled his, the way he handled himself, and and you know how he number one. Um, you know, his level of, of experience and, and his degree of black belt in judo was he was an eighth degree black belt. Wow. Um, but let, let's let's not let's not cut my mom short either. My, hey, my mom Tiger Mom, right? Two, five, yeah. 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 She, she's a fourth she was a fourth degree black belt in judo, so 
let's be very clear. There was no messing around at home. I get you. <laughs> so, so Yoshi, when either one of them asked you to take out the garbage, it was always yes. <laughs> what, what do you mean? They asked us to take out the garbage. I was already out. That's <laughs> <laughs> It was yeah. expected, right? It was it was a it was a foregone conclusion. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. I love it. Well, you know, it's it's just amazing to to hear what your family has accomplished, what you've accomplished, and you know, there's obviously trans transition between judo and and transformation between judo and wrestling. Talk a little bit about that foundation that you got from those martial arts and what it meant to you as a young man, and then obviously as now a businessman. Sure. Um, you know, judo really laid the foundation for my life. Um, that plus, you know, our core family values. Sure. And, um, my father was an Ethiopian black belt in judo. You know, came from came from Japan, trained at the Kodokan. Yeah. Really, really interesting story. My father actually trained way, way, way back in the day under Tadaki Hata's father in oh. Japan at oh. the Kodokan. Wow. Now you're talking about yeah. you're talking about judo and wrestling royalty. Yes. Yes. Wow. So. Um, it, it, it's it, when you sit back and think about that. Yeah. And I'm going to get to the, the the later part of that story about how you know my father ended in, ended up in Ohio. Right. Um, he uh, my father traveled the world. Uh, he coached the 1964 uh, lightweight uh, team for, for for the Olympics in, uh, for uh, for Japan. Wow. And uh, that was that was year uh, judo was introduced to the Olympics in Tokyo. Sure. Uh, and then and it traveled the world, taught in Europe, Egypt. Um, you know, South America, Central America, and then eventually came to the United States. Right. Um, you know, my father loved the United States, and you know, being able to travel and teach uh, something that he loved the most in judo, um, he fell in love and, and decided to to stay. And um, he you know, traveled around uh, doing clinics at different judo schools and, and universities. That's fantastic. And actually, yeah, on the on the tour, I met my mom. Uh, my mom is, as mentioned, a force to be black belt in judo. Wow. She, uh, her, her whole family did judo, and she's from Rhode Island. So. What, um, uh, what, what is your father and your mother's name, and where did your father come from in Japan? Sure. My father is Ryozo, Professor Ryozo Nakamura, and my mom oh. is Karen Nakamura. Wow. My father uh, is from the Shimane area okay. uh, in Japan. Okay. The south, the western side. Gotcha. Um, and my mom, obviously, from, from Rhode Island, as mentioned, Winsocket, but... Yeah, my mom and her, her brothers, my uncles, did judo. They loved the sport, and you know, they ended up meeting him. And my mom, there's actually it, it's some interesting video floating around of uh, my mom doing clinics with my dad. That's and my, my dad, my dad using my mom as a throwing dummy, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, now, that's true love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you're like, yeah, like, you know, maybe in this day and age, somebody might look at that and say, wow, like, you know, what well, about abuse, or is that, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Uh, it, that's actually that very tongue in cheek. Um, yep, of course. But, uh, my mom, my mom loved judo as much as my dad did, and, and, and probably loved it even more because because of my dad. So that's awesome. Um, what a love was, story. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So how did how did they how did they end up in Northeast Ohio? My goodness, how lucky did we get these these superstars? I think it's a it's a great question because yeah. um, you know you would think you end up in a big city or you know the West Coast where where judo is really really popular. Sure. Um, so what happened was, is my, as my father was traveling around the United States, mm-hmm. you know, different business people were, were suggesting, hey, why don't you come to Little Rock, Arkansas, or why don't you come to uh, Pennsylvania? I'll, 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 you know, set you up, set a gym up for you. You can run a judo school, and 
you can teach self-defense, you can do this, you can do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, that had come up in conversation a number of times. And so, you know, they took one shot, I believe it was down in uh, uh, Arkansas. Okay. Uh, it didn't quite, didn't quite work out. And then so they went up to Cleveland. It was kind of a similar situation. Uh, and eventually my father was just like, you know what? I'm just going to open up my own judo school. That way I don't have to answer to anybody, run my own business. And then um, he also worked at the local uh, county jail, the sheriff's department in Lorain County. Yeah. And yeah. He, did, he taught he taught self-defense, you know, state highway patrol troopers, local law enforcement, and then also uh, was a corrections officer at the, uh, the county jail. How fat, how how lucky and, and fortunate were those officers to have your dad there. That's, that is fantastic. And, you know, it's an interesting story because my uh, – my mother's Armenian. I'm an Arslanian. Uh, my mother's an Arslanian, so I have ha- half Armenian blood. And, you know, with an immigrant story, I mean, it's interesting that he would end up here, your, your parents would end up here, because typically, like with the Armenians, there's always a big community, like in Fresno and Detroit and sure. in Boston. Sure. And so Japanese Americans, mostly mostly the big, the big uh, or, um, communities are out on the West Coast. So no matter where you're, you're going to end up as a Japanese American, you know, immigrant family, right? It's going to be, you're going to be rare. And so you're really rare in Northeast Ohio. I don't see it. I don't think there's a big Japanese American uh, uh, community here. Is there? No, no, actually. And, and this brings me to that, that point I was going to mention, uh, or I said I was going to mention earlier. Yeah. My father and mother moved maybe no more than 18 minutes from Coach Hada and his wife, Susan Hada. That's fantastic. And he lived in Oberlin, Ohio. And we, we moved to Elyria, Ohio. Wow. And they just reconnected. And, you know, really, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to that relationship because, you know, when my father passed away when I was 13, my yeah. brother was five, Haruki was five, my sister was three. Oh. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we struggled. Sure. You know, we had, uh, you know, going from two incomes to one, we had, you know, no money. And sure. thank God my mom had, you know, she had gone back to school years after I was born to get an associate's degree and working at St. John West Shore Hospital. Right. But thank God she did that. Um, my, my mom is, is, has always been a, an elk, uh, hardworking and, um, you're 100% dedicated to her family. That's your original but, blood time. Karen, we love Karen. We absolutely yeah, love Karen. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, um, we, you know, there's, there's a certain set of circumstances that just seem lucky. Sure. Um, and call it good karma because my mom was or my dad was, but we, we moved close to, we were, we were, you know, 15, 20 minutes away from Coach Hada and his family. Um, yeah. Coach Hada had introduced me to wrestling uh, when I was a kid. Actually, Coach Hada's uh, two sons, Robert and Ben, both did judo with my father. Yeah, I've um, had a nice uh, opportunity uh, to Eddie chat Martin. with, yeah, I've had a nice opportunity um, to chat with uh, Robert. G- great guy. Uh, really yeah. smart guy, too, Robert uh, Hada. Just yeah. two, two, two amazing, two amazing families, two amazing, um, you know, St. Ed's families. Right. And, um, he, you know, Coach Hada, when, when all of that stuff went down, when my dad passed, you know, he was he was there, um, you know, and, and to, to help us out and, and be there for us. And, um, he actually said, you know, when this was, I was in the seventh grade, and I was playing basketball and running track and sure. doing other sports, baseball in the summer, and, and still doing judo. He, um, my eighth grade year, he said, you know, you should think about coming, you should think about doing wrestling. Um, right. You know, I know you, you, I tried it when I was a little kid. I, I didn't like it. So okay. He was like, but you, you could go to. You should come to St. Ed's. You know, Ben and Robert are there, and you know, St. Ed's is the best. And, right. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, I remember going to Shadow, um, St. Ed's. Sure. And <laughs> they're like, you should come to practice. I'm like, 
coach, I was like, I, I don't, I don't really wrestle. Coach. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I gotta go to practice. He said, no, no, no. He's like, you know, we talk, you know, we talk. He, he, he spoke in some broken, you know, some broken. Ah, it's okay, it's okay. You, you're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I remember, uh, I remember getting the black and grays from uh, from Eddie and uh, Eddie Jane. And sure. Getting, yeah. getting a pair of shoes and getting on the mat, and I remember just, you know kind of wrestling around and really all i did was just try to throw people because you know judo and wrestling are very similar yep uh, and i <laughs> i remember after practice coach jane saying hey you know sam Niger, come here sam come here yeah hey, this is yoshi you know he's like uh, he's the, does judo and you know eddie and mark, mark and the boys take judo took judo from his dad you know but he's, he's gonna get into wrestling he's gonna come and say that's next year i'm like i am coming to say that's standing straight up and down my hands are out you know yep. extended right uh, in a wrestling stance right and uh you know sam's like okay yeah sure sure and he's kind of like so like you know what do you like to do i was like well, I, I really don't do wrestling i do judo yes <laughs> goes, okay so yeah. show me a high crotch or you know show me a, show me a high crotch and it's so, like i kind of like reached out and i do like an inside head single he's like no no, no, no that's a single like i'm like oh he's like okay do it like this so uh-huh. actually I, I i remember that sam Ryder was actually the first one to show me I'd do a high crotch. Not a bad guy um, to show, yeah, right? Not, I mean, Sam Nider, my goodness. Yeah, but that's a, that's a, and that's just the, that's just scratching the surface of sure the types of things that you get introduced to or you people you learn from at a place like St. Ed's. And nice. yep. I am very grateful for what that school has done for my family, for me. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, really lucky uh, yeah. to have a coach like Coach Rivers to, to be under and, yeah, I remember, you know, uh, Jim Kubaki, who I actually just spoke to the other day. He okay. was, um, you know, he was there. Um, just a tremendous group of people, uh, a tremendous alumni base, and you know, a lot of love and um, just a lot of good spirit. Well, you were you were uh, so guess. much fun to watch, Yoshi, because of your judo background. You know, tell me tell me a little bit about that mentality of how you transform. You know, transferred the techniques and the the the, the philosophy of judo to our sport and uh, vice versa? Well, it's interesting because I actually had to, I actually kind of had to reinvent myself. Because, okay. And this is a big deal because when you, when you train at such a high level in something, um, so at judo, I was a seven-time junior national champion. Yep. Uh, won high school nationals once my freshman year. Okay. Uh, I took fifth at senior nationals. My dad was a high, one of the highest ranking judo instructors in the world. Right. Going, going through, by the way, absolute, 100% emotional volatility. You know, my dad died when I was 13, and I'm like, yep. going into high school, I'm like, I'm uh, all over the place. My freshman year, I held it together, got good grades. My sophomore year, I crashed and burned. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Um, yeah. It just emotionally, uh, it was it was tough to get through. And I, I really don't tell a lot of people that because it's, it's very personal. And I, I think for a long time, yep. for me, you have to, you know, as my dad would say, you have to put on a strong face, you know, the, the you know, Sure. Show your emotions and be, be tough, and yes, you know, I, I, I wore that, and that was quite heavy for for, for a very long time, especially and, at that um, young age. Yes, yeah, and yeah. and and you know, my got in my freshman year, I had a good chance. I wrestled uh, on the green team. Uh, okay, I was like twenty two and three or something like that. Right. So I had a good freshman year. I uh, was wrestling one nineteen. Now the next year, uh, I made the gold lineup, but I was cutting back down to one nineteen. Oh and I was yeah. Obviously bigger. Yeah. And. Um, you know, I I I cut I was cutting too much weight. Um, I was trying to hold it uh, yeah. down, which is not healthy. 
yeah. when your body's trying to grow. And, um, you know, I, you well, know, you know, it's, a, it's hard enough. Not, it's hard enough emotionally. Not, right. Yeah, uh, right, but then right. you add, not, then you add the weight. It's, it's really tough. Exactly. And I, I didn't know how to truly diet and, and do it the right way. So, right. you know, at times, you know, you, my mom's packing me something to eat for lunch and I'm like kind of like giving it away at lunchtime, not, not telling her that I'm not eating at all. Right. Uh, which is a, you know, as hard headed as, as tough as you can be, like that's a very scary thing. Uh, sure. a, scary, a scary cycle potentially to get into when you're, you're a kid. Yes. Uh, like yes. That. So, yep. you know, and, and so what does that lead to? It leads to, you know, exhaustion. It leads to, um, you know, your, your mind isn't, isn't operating the right way. Right. Um, you're not healthy. And I got hurt. I got hurt. I, I, I was at a scrimmage, and a kid, uh, whether he did it on purpose or not, bit my finger. Uh, you know, oh my! Things would have these big, and, and you know, and, and again, I'm not, I, I like to think that somebody wouldn't bite your finger in a practice, but sometimes it happens when you're kicking the crap out of them. Right. <laughs> um, right. And or, or maybe you cross chase them too hard, and they just don't like it. Yep. And, and, but anyways, it, but it happened. I ended up in a hospital uh, with an infection. Oh, um, that's and then, horrible. Uh, yeah, and I remember I dislocated my shoulder. You know, You did not have a good sophomore year, my man. (laughs) But you came back. You came back. Yeah, in the middle of the year, I had a I had a concussion. Oh Um, my god! And and um, you know, I I remember Coach Leonard and and Coach Hotter were my corner, uh, and you know, uh, I was wrestling the guys, and and this is what I remember: I just kind of snapped him down. Uh, I'm I'm go I go to go behind, and he stands up, and his head boom out, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And I wake up and I look up and I see Coach Leonard, and, and Coach Leonard was always he, he he was always very serious and could be tough, but sometimes every once in a while to break the ice, he crack a joke and goes, "You you in there? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and, uh, McFly." And, and so, <laughs> so Coach Hunter and Coach Leonard are sitting there, and the ref goes, I, "I get up and I walk around." He goes, "He goes, hey, you all right? You don't look too good." I'm like, "Ah, yeah. hey, I'm fine." Yeah. He goes, "He goes, what's your coach's name?" And I'm like. Well, which one? I'm like 20. <laughs> so he's, like, All right. he's like, he's okay, he's okay, let me go. Uh, but uh, I went on to, to lose that match, and then um, I tried to finish, and I, I was just out of it. So, you know, the next couple of weeks, I just, um, you know, didn't practice, and just everything kind of exacerbated itself, and this was getting to year end. So, right. Um, I had a tough year. And then uh, in the practice, in practice the week before sectionals, um, I was wrestling, I think I was wrestling with Ricky Walters. Okay. Um, and, and and we got into a scramble and you know he, he tried to he was taking me down I tried to do like an elevator or like a cement job and lift it, you know elevator him over and my leg got caught and I just I heard this pop and I'm like oh that no. doesn't feel good oh like, the last thing I need I ended up losing at districts and um, I uh, uh, you know gave it some time because I didn't realize what had happened but then all of a sudden my knee started locking up when I was walking to school come Jeez. to find out I torn the cartilage in my knee too and uh, had surgery and I remember. Um, this is the transition moment. Okay. Um, and this is really important. All of the stuff that I didn't do correctly came to a head. And it, it, I was beat up. Right. I'm sitting in the stands. I'm watching, you know, my teammates like Brad Clement and others just kick butt at the state tournament. My, it was my first time ever down to the state tournament. Yeah. And I, and I, I remember reading a newspaper, and I remember seeing, and, uh, you know, and, and shout out to Joe Heskey because you know, obviously he's going through his own things. No oh boy. Yeah, Joe we Heskey's love we love and, Joe. We love Joe. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and Nup and, and, and Sonny Marchetti and, and Oh yeah. Brett, sure. you know, then all our guys, Brad Clement. And I just remember seeing their names in the paper and I'm like, ah, Yep. This should be me. Right. This should be better. Right. And um that moment 
I uh, I made a decision to uh, to be a state champ. That was your cathartic blood time moment. I love it. But you also had a lot of blood time guys before that that really supported Yoshi. And we're going to come back and talk about that. But we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, and thank our sponsors. So we will be right back with Yoshi Nakamura. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Our next sponsor, Infinite Search Solutions, is Northeast Ohio's premier recruiting and placement service. They make it easy, fast, and simple to find the right people to help you build the perfect team. I personally know Matt Burns and his team. They will find you the candidates you need. Call them today at 440-249-0485 or visit them on the web at www.in-finite, that's F-I-N-I-T-E dot com. Matt Burns, thank you so much. We love you, Infinite Search Solutions. And we're back with Yoshi Nakamura. This is Coach Simroni Blood Time. Yoshi, we were... We were talking about that transition between sophomore and junior year and what took you from sitting in the stands to being a two-time state champion. And let's let's get back into that, and then I'd like to talk to you about your college career and now and also what you're doing in the, in the business world with those wonderful lessons you learned in the wrestling room at St. Ed's and also at Penn. So talk a little bit about that transformation. What happened to you between the sophomore and uh, junior year? Um, you know, I made a choice. Okay. Uh, and it starts with that. You know, in anything you do in life, um, you make a choice to make a change and, you know, set out to accomplish something. Uh, right. And I, at that point, sitting in the stands, it, I looking at all these other guys and these young guys coming up, and I said, you know what? I should be there. You know, this should be better. Right. And uh, I should be better. And so literally that whole summer, uh, I knee surgery uh, a month later, that whole okay. summer I spent lifting weights, um, you know, just get myself healthy. Right. Uh, I didn't. I did not step on a wrestling mat at all. Okay. Uh, I, I. I probably. I hit a growth spurt. I probably put on 25 pounds. Right. Uh, in that summer, went from uh, you know 119 pounds to uh, next season I wrestled 140. I didn't even know it. I, I didn't care. I didn't step on a scale. Right. Um. I, and I remember being so driven that uh, that I didn't want to feel that way anymore. Okay. And that's okay. a big deal. I think. I think when you reflect on how you feel and then set out to do something about it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's really important not to hone in on that emotion, but I had held my body, my mind's back by what I was trying to do to cut weight sure. and, uh, and do it the way that I was clearly just not healthy. And, and um, I, I just put all that aside and said, how do I, how do I, how do I relay this foundation or how do I, uh, you know, solidify this foundation of, of who I am? So yeah. you really reinvented yourself, but basically invented yourself that that summer. 
Exactly, because remember, I, I had done judo up until that point. Sure. And I wrestled for two years. Okay. I wasn't a wrestler. Right. And that's a big that's a big difference because. So I I, I, I I lift I now what I'm, I want to win a state championship. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to get on the mat and wrestle, right? That's not what I did. So right. I learned from my father growing up that that mental training and visualization is such an important thing. And, and Coach Hada was is a big believer of that. And, and I, most of the coaches that say that's are, are big believers of that. You, you know, you yep. close your eyes and you see yourself wrestling and see yourself winning. And um, you know, I Coach Hada actually suggested that you know write write it down you know draw a picture what does it look like yeah and coach coach out as an artist draw a picture what does it look like yes and um i drew a picture of me standing on the podium there you and go and as a state champ and every day uh i would get up i i, I do the uh, weightlifting routine i had these you remember, you remember those old uh plastic weights with the cement inside that if they broke it it'd be, yeah, oh yeah that was horrible <laughs> and, and it had like the skinny bar with like the two screws on the end of the of the, of the, the, the locks it the Anyways, I, that's the weight I had, like 50 pounds, right? Wow. But I, I, all I did was lift it as many times as I could in different different directions and different ways, and you know, I do squats and. Um, I, but I, I always told myself, anytime I got up and I didn't have anything to do, I'd go lift weights. And <laughs> there was one time I, I couldn't sleep, and I'm sure, you know, 14, 15 years old, my testosterone's raging, and, and oh my I'm god, yeah. Up, I'm waking up at two o'clock in the morning. My, now my mom who was, you know, schlepping us to work or, you know, schlepping to work every day, taking care of three kids. Yeah, I I get up and I start throwing weights around. And we only had a very small two-bedroom apartment. Oh, my. Uh, And uh, her bedroom was right across the hallway from my my bedroom. And she'd hear this clanging at two in the morning. And she'd walk in, what are you doing here? (laughs) I'm lifting weights, Mom. I'm lifting weights. I'm going to be a state champ this year. Yeah. And she'd shake her her head and she'd walk back back in the other room. She goes, uh, prop. Yeah, it's probably not sleep. Uh, and 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 and, and I, I try to finish up and go to bed. She go to bed, go to bed. You're gonna wake up the kids. Yeah. Because Haruki and Kimmy were so little. Oh my gosh. Anyways, make a long story short. Yeah. Put on 20 pounds. Um, and I did a lot of visualization, and I would literally shadow wrestle in my bedroom by myself. Fantastic. And I had I had a, I had a mirror, so I, I looked at my stance. I tried to fix my stance, and but never stepped on the mat that whole summer. And right. Yeah, you know, I didn't want people. I just didn't want to be around anybody as I kind of reshape myself. And sometimes, you know, that isolation uh, is important because you don't want to hear the noise around you saying, do this, do that. You need to be able to do it your way. Uh, You have to get started. uh, And then once you shape your mind the right way, then you can take it to the next level. Shape your mind and body the right way, then you can take it to the next level. So I remember going into preseason training. We would, you know, we would do like team runs and stuff like that. I was probably the worst runner on the team, just given, I don't know, I'm, I'm like a dwarf, more dangerous from short distances and okay. long distance runs. Um, and uh, and I just remember getting back, you know, being one of the, the first ones back to the back to the gym, back to the wrestling room, uh, and beating, beating a few of the guys that typically would beat me. And I remember working out with, uh, with uh, one of the guys who was a drill partner with me, the season before, yeah, and he hadn't he hadn't gone on the run. He missed it, um, and so he I, he I had my shirt off in the gym, and he goes, "Holy smokes!" He's like, "Dude, how much do you weigh?" Yeah, I'm like, "I don't know. I haven't stepped on the scale." He goes, "Dude, you're big. Like, yeah, you probably like I'm wrestling 125 this year. Like you yeah. wrestle 119. Like you yeah. probably weigh like 150." Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, right. <laughs> I remember. We, yeah, we started drilling, and and I literally I went from you know getting my butt kicked the year before by a couple of these guys, and I literally was throwing people around the wrestling mat. Love that. And I just, right then and there, I'm like, okay, I made the choice, you know, at the state championships the year before that I was going to be a state champ. I did the work that summer 
Yes. And now I know I'm going to win a state championship. Right. And and that was it. And I never looked back. That's fantastic. And so in that transformation, is there anybody that's in your head, anybody that's in your DNA? I mean, obviously your father, some of the coaches, but is there anything that, that you just knew subconsciously that was who who you wanted to be and why? You know, what was your why? Um, the why was... The why was, you know, I wanted to make my mom proud. Okay. I wanted to know that um, I wanted to make my dad proud. Gotcha. Is, uh, it's always emotional for me. I understand. To talk about, but uh, it's homage. It's an yeah, homage yeah, to yeah, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes. Uh, But know, it's I also think, yeah. it's also who you are, right? It's your DNA. It's I it, it's, you know. it's I wanted I wanted to make myself proud too. Sure. Uh, I didn't want to be sitting on the sidelines. Gotcha. I wanted to be a, cha- a champion. So. Gotcha. And you can accomplish that. You accomplished that twice. You were on a great St. Ed's team. And literally, you know, it is the golden era. You mentioned the names, the Heskets, the, the Marchettis on the other side with Walsh. And then, of course, Niter and some of the, the guys that you matriculated with at St. Ed's. Plus the coaching staff. Incredible Hall of Famers, including the great St. Greg Urbis. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, he is the best. He is the best. But it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's truly... You know, for my family, but for me, sure. you know, and 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 if you can't, if if you can't, at the end of the day, hone it into what it is that you want to accomplish, and, and you know, it, it's hard. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've and and, and we, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but um, when you when you start working in the working world or start doing things in life, um, yep. you know, you do things for your your kids, you do things for. Um, you know, your family, there's not a lot of times where you really do things for yourself. And I, and I, I learned that, mm-hmm. um, you know, for my mom who took care of us and sacrificed everything. I, I, sure. I watched my wife, uh, Amy, yes. uh, Amy Ward, uh, Mike Ward's, uh, older sister, but Amy sure. Nakamura. <laughs> okay. Now, um, I love it. You know, she, she's, I watch her like, you know, sacrifice her time, uh, to, to help with our, our kids. And I, I see the similarity of how great of a mom she is relative to how, how great my mom was. Sure. Well, um, you had a great role model, and that's who you ch- you chose as your partner. So it's a yeah, it's a and, beautiful yeah, thing, you know. And and it's you start to you start to realize it. Like in the, at the end of the day, you know, it starts with you. And if you set out to accomplish something, you know, you, you have to you know it has to start there. It can't, well, it, it's, it's, it's harder to accomplish something when when you and now it, it's harder to accomplish something when you're trying to do it for somebody else. Right. And I remember when my dad died. You know, we we had talked. My dad and I talked about making the. You know, U.S. Olympic team in judo, and sure. um, I hung on to that. And that's, uh, you know, I wanted to be an Olympic gold medal. And I, I promised my dad, and, you know, on his deathbed, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Olympic gold medal for you. And, you know, as a 13 year old kid, you don't realize how heavy that is. Of course. Um, especially when you, know, you don't have the, the means or the resources to keep training to do that. Yes. Um, you know, and, that, and I transitioned into to, to wrestling. So I kind of started to lose this dream of, like, oh, one day I could maybe do this for my dad. Right. Um, but then I found wrestling. And then that year I became a state champ, but, and then my mind had shifted, um, that mentality had shifted of, oh, you know what, like, man, this is a really hard thing as well. Like my, and I was mentioning my sophomore year was a really tough time. That's three years after my dad passed. I, yeah. I, I struggled with like, yeah, I'm going to fail my dad. And you know, there, there was definitely a, a fear of failure that, that I carried with me. Of course. Um, but all of that coming to a head, you know, deciding that, Hey, you know what? I want to be standing on the podium as a state champion next year, not, not not winning for my dad or winning for anybody. 
Well, you're, you're modeling that it's behavior of your uh, you're modeling that behavior of your dad, your mother. You've then transitioned that to model that to your your kids, and through your through your through your spouse, she's modeling that behavior. And so there's such beauty to that that it leads you to a situation where you get to go to Ivy League school. Yep. Yep. So tell me, uh, tell me how that feels to be, you know, an Ivy athlete. I mean, it's incredible. Yoshi. Well, shout, shout out, shout out to my, uh, my alma mater, University of Pennsylvania, and St. Ed's, because their you know, coach, <clears throat> Coach Reina, is back at uh, at Penn, and awesome. He um, he sent uh, St. Ed's uh, Coach Irvis and, and, and Coach Up. They're sending a, a few of the guys uh, right. over to Penn. And they got a nice little pipeline going. So that's awesome. But you know, for me, in making that decision, it, it actually wasn't easy at first because you, you know, after my, winning my first state championship uh, my junior year, you start getting bombarded with letters, and um, you know, yeah, Big Ten and, and ACC, every you know, all over the place. Um, but for whatever reason. My father, it's another thing my father and I talked about. We talked about going to Ivy League schools. Right. And going to Princeton or Harvard. And, you know, so I, I told Coach Rivers, I said, you know, Coach, I really, I really want to consider going to an Ivy League school. I, you know, I have really good grades. Yes. I said, you know, well, you know I'll be taking my, my test scores, you know, uh, coming up. But, it, you know, it, I, I would really like to consider. And so, you know, Coach, Coach Rivers being the best, and uh, he's always on his A game when it comes to getting. You know his guys to the next level. No question. You know, and, and and the nice thing is, Ben Hanna was going to Penn, so it was uh, easy to, to, to consider that. But we had, I think, Justin Frito was at uh, Brown. Right. Brian Clement was at, at, at Columbia. Right. Um, you know, we had Tyson Cornell, uh, Coach Vedic obviously went there. Um, we we so it was perfect because we had this great Saint Ed network uh, tied into the Ivy Leagues, and uh, so once I started considering that, I'm like, wow, I'm like. Yeah, you, you see these things, and you see, you see you're like, wow, Columbia University, New York City, and yep. and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Ben's there. Um, but I had to then really dig deeper into what was I looking for. Right. Uh, and I wasn't sure because I actually wanted to do engineering okay. first. Well, you know, you've um, got you've got the Wharton School right there, which a number of the Beachwood athletes went to. A uh, buddy of mine, uh, Dean Adler, taught there. He, he actually taught Ivanka Trump, uh, Trump. But it's interesting that you have not only – all those different, you know, areas of expertise, but then you have the Wharton School too. It's crazy yeah. how phenomenal so, that school is. And exactly that, Coach Reina came to visit, and uh, he said that um, uh, he's like, "Listen, I know you're looking at all these other schools. I know you have scholarship offers to the Big Ten. You know, Coach Herbis, uh and Coach Hada obviously uh, said that you know you wanted to go to an Ivy League school. He goes, "This is the best school." He's like, "But yep. mo- but more importantly, he goes." This is the best combination of academics and athletics, and, and it, it clicked. Perfect. Like, aha. Right. And they had, you know, Penn had just started to, you know, they had they had been coming up. I think they had beaten Cornell recently in a, in a dual meet, which is a big deal. And, Huge. Um, yeah. And he goes, he's like, I know you wanted to do engineering. We have a great engineering school. He's like, but like, uh, you know, he, he kind of mentioned business too. And I he said, what, what are you thinking? And I said, well, you know, like, you know, I like engineering. I like, I'm not sure what it is that I want to study. Um, he goes, I go, but I, I definitely, I, I want to do something in business. And what does that mean? That is such a vague term. And I'm sure Coach Rain is looking at me like, right. wow, this kid, he's got to figure this yeah. you know, He has to figure out what he wants to do. Right. Um, I can, just knowing Coach's brain and how it works, I, I can only imagine what he was saying to himself. But he goes, well, the Wharton School of Business is the number one business school in the country and the world. Like, right. You could do, you, we have a great wrestling team. 
you have the number one business school in the country. Put those two together. How do you feel about that? And I'm like, done. Like, I want to go to Wharton School. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to the Wharton School of Business. Yeah. Well, not only that, but the Wharton School of Business Network. Holy <laughs> cow. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, the people yeah. that go there and that you can reach out to or they would know that you who you are because of, and then you become an All-American twice. So you're not That's only right. on the radar, you know, academically, you're on the radar now. You're an All-American. So tell me what that combination did for you now in the business world. Because really, Blood Time's about fantastic. We love the stories about what you've done, you know, athletically and emotionally through that athleticism. But what sure. what are you doing in the in the business world, the real world, that you learn from those rooms? And now what are you taking to the world at large? Um, you learn a ton. Uh, you learn... Uh you learn, and, and I, I sit on the board of uh, directors of Beat the Streets New York, which is obviously, uh, I think everybody in the wrestling community knows Beat the Streets, but... Fantastic um, organization. Yeah, the, yeah, founded by Mike Novogratz, and, and um, you know, I'm on the board with Jesse Jansen and John Smith, and, and a bunch of, you know, pretty uh, amazing business professionals and wrestlers that, that, that are in the New York community, but you, you, you give, what wrestling gives, and what you learn uh, is is a skill set. Sure. Uh, and it, What's amazing about wrestling is it it's not a handout, right? You have right. to earn it. Yep. And you know, it's like the, the LeBron James saying, you know, every, in Cleveland, every, everything is earned; it's not given. That's for um, sure. Here, wrestling, wrestling is the epitome of that, right? No it's, doubt, yeah. baby. We are a lunch. No, we are a lunchbox comp- uh, city, baby. <laughs> the, the, the only thing wrestling is giving you is an ass whooping if you don't uh, step up and, and train. Exactly. And um, you know, we we uh, you learn that in life, you know. You know, and I, sorry for the profanity, but I, I really, I feel strongly that you need to use certain words to emphasize this. But mm-hmm. in life, you get your ass kicked a lot. No question. And and you know, look, look at what we're going through right now. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, I learned that you know from my so- sophomore to my junior year in in, um, in high school. You know, going from like nothing to state champ. Yeah. Um, you know, going from you know a, a great great high school to an Ivy League school, number one business sure. school in the country in the Wharton School of Business. Um, my sophomore year. Very similar uh, situation. I, I I was ranked seventh going into the uh, nationals at Penn State. Okay. Lost my first round match. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's a kid named Griff Powell, who I think you know a lot of people know from New York. He's a pretty tough All American as well, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> multiple time state champ from New York. And uh, you know I, I I remember Coach Reina pulling me aside and saying, you know, after I lost my second match and saying like, what happened, man? Yeah. Uh, and I just said. I don't know. I, he goes, all right, here's what you're going to do. He, goes, <laughs> he hands me a sheet of paper. And coach is, coach is always good about this. He, he says, all right, listen, write down you know, how you feel. Right. Like, what happened. Right. You know what? I want you to flip it over. And I want you to write down next year this time. I want you to write down what your goals are and, and how you want to feel. Right. And, you know, those simple exercises can be genius at times. And... You know, I think when you write down that emotion and you get it on paper and then you write your goal and then you get, then you get you know, how you want to feel down on paper, it's that similar mentality how you switch, how I switched from my sophomore year to my junior year, sitting in a stand, seeing everybody, you know, get written up in the papers and standing on the podiums and, you know, uh, you just like, I don't want to feel like the way I feel right now. I want to feel like that. Yeah. It should be, it should be better. Like yeah. I, I worked hard. I worked hard this year, yeah, but it's not. Yep. Um, and so, 
you know, I, that transition from the wrestling mat to then to life, um, you go through those situations. I mean, sure. God, everybody's everybody's getting kicked while they're down right now. And you got takes a lot of courage right now to to, got, to move move through the day, right? You got misinformation everywhere. Like right. social media is, is such a great thing, um, and it, it, it helps us communicate with each other. You know, Facebook con- communicates our or connects our community uh, uh, in a way in which you know we, we can relate to and, and and you know get 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 back in touch with people that we hadn't spoken to in a very long time. Amazing, right? Right. Um, you know, Twitter being a social media platform that allows us to, uh, to to get news sources. Amazing, right? Right. All of a sudden, like the switch flips, and you know, there's there's these things have now changed as to what what they were intended to be, and now become very manipulative. Well, technology. technology is a is a double edged sword. Always has been, and whatever technology is, it's a, it's dependent upon the the absolute compass, moral compass of the user. Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, like, we, we went through a forced recession. Yep. There's a COVID pandemic where people are dying. Yes. Right? People, people get sick and then die, right? It's not just... And by the way, people are people are infecting other people and they don't even know it. Of course. And you're like, holy smokes, what just happened? Like, our right. economy is ripping, right? Right. We got jobs coming back overseas. And, 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 and you're, so you're sitting, I'm, I'm literally sitting here, uh, and, and this is my neck, this is my current transition. And it's very similar to... The transition I made in high school, transition I made in college, and yes. um, you know, transition I'm making now. So <clears throat> we had, uh, you know, I had, um, I worked at City for, for 14 years. Um, you know, really, really, really good, really good career on Wall Street, covering some of our largest hedge funds. I actually ran the hedge fund strategy for City on the equity side and the stock market side. Fantastic. Um, you know, covering multi-billionaire hedge fund clients. Right. Um, I, you know, I had gotten to know Mike Novogratz. Um, he um, you know, he's been a great mentor to me as it relates to brilliant mind. Brilliant mind. The guy, the guy's been a huge supporter of wrestling. Um, you know, but he 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 really took me under his wing, and and actually his whole family did uh, to yeah, just give me a pathway in, in New York City in a, in a way which I don't think you know a lot of people get a chance to, to to walk down. But you still have to continue to carve your own path while you walk down that path. Walk, walk with them. Right. Um. Anyways. But the point is, is I ended up leaving City after 14 years and making a transition to join Galaxy Digital. So I sure. was a global head of sales and business development for Galaxy Digital. Galaxy Digital is the largest uh, and now uh, and the only publicly traded cryptocurrency merchant bank in the world. Fantastic. So I went from taking this old school like you know stock market uh, or markets uh, mentality and applying that to help build a new asset class, um, literally right. building a new asset class in, in cryptocurrencies. Much like commodities became an asset class, and you know, as it developed in the '80s and '90s, yes, um, cryptocurrency I think is, is is very similar. And um, was there for two years. Uh, unfortunately, you know, everything that I had at City, um, I rolled into stock options at, at Galaxy, and um, you know, I, I made a bet. And right. That bet was, you know, partly on this the evolution of this new new asset class and in, in industry. Right. Partly on me, um, you know, and unfortunately, the, the cryptocurrency market from 2018 to, you know, uh, the subsequent year tanked. And so yep. our stock went public. Uh, it went from 5 to, like, $2 immediately. And, you know, I, I watched a lot of my net worth get, get singed pretty sure. badly. Yeah, um, it's not evaporate. Yep. Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a very, that's a very uh, humbling thing to happen to you because you, you never think when you have so much success over your career that you could get, uh, you, you could get 
you know, kick like that. Now, sure. Man, now, mind you, things rebounded the next year, so okay, you know, think things got better. Um, but then uh, in the back half of 2019, um, I had uh, I had introduced Mike to a, a, a private equity team, which Mike ended up becoming an equity partner in, uh, called Durational Capital Partners. And, and Matthew Bradshaw is a, a close friend of mine who I grew up in the business with over those 14 years. Right. Um, he actually ended up they actually ended up taking a company called Bojangles Private, which is uh, kind of like at the Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's chicken. Southeast. Ch- Southern, yeah. Southern chicken. Yeah, That's southern, my, nephew's, uh, my nephew's down at Duke. He's the defensive coordinator for Duke, and Bojangles is big down in North Carolina, so I know that real exactly. well. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So so now I'm in the face of, you know, okay, I've had two, two, a two-year run with Galaxy. I have all these massive and important contacts in the industry now, not just from Wall Street, but now the – the cryptocurrency space and on the corporate side because a lot of corporates were coming into the uh, into the space. Right. So I have a high level of expertise about something that 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 people know nothing about. <laughs> yes. And it was growing, but now I, I would say that's much different. My job is to get on the road, speak at conferences, uh, preach the message of of, of what, what Bitcoin and blockchain is, and yeah, I'm, and obviously I'm, then build a build a trading business. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm very very in tune with that. I was a speaker at Blockland last year. Uh, which That's is right. yeah right. yeah I was a speaker there so I have a company called the Protocol that does work on the security side so I feel you it it is definitely an a, 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 a an an interesting business climate at this moment so yeah so so that so you know we're so again wrapping wrap up my second year and I I'm sitting there thinking I'm like why am I you know the, the stock price has rebounded but like right. why am I still working for somebody else like sure i have all these relationships i have all these ties now in the vc world technology world now and i have i have my buddy who's you know just bought bojangles they tried to buy churchill down didn't work out but that's all right they're right. moving on to other take privates i'm like why why am i working for i mean I, why don't i try to like launch my own business if there's ever a chance to do it it's right now sure and so you know mike and i were having conversations about um a few other things and he kind of threw out he, he, I ran him and he goes, you know what, uh, you, you should you should go do that Bojangles thing. And what he was referencing was um, Matthew and I had talked about when they took it private that he wanted to sell a bunch of the corporate stores off of his balance sheet. Okay. He owned like 340 on the corporate level, and they wanted to sell those stores down so they could get to a royalty model as opposed to an operating model of, of, of these 300 businesses. So he's, I, yeah, I put together an LSE with my brother Haruki. Okay. Uh, who a lot of people know. Uh, yeah, the the Baltimore Ravens, Hiroki, right? That's right. That's yep. right. The old Cleveland Browns. Yes. Um, <laughs> God bless and, it. Uh, and uh, we formed Naka Capital Partners. And okay. we had intended to just buy, like, a, let's call it 10 restaurants or whatever. Right. Uh, but in, instead, that that vision of 10 grew into, hey, maybe we could buy 20, or maybe we could buy 50. Wow. Um, hey, we could build this to be 100 stores because they want to grow. Right. And so we went through the process of going – becoming franchisees of Bojangles. Okay. Um, but at that point in time, Mike had referenced when I was thinking about what's next for next year, what I want to do with Galaxy or moving forward. And he goes, he randomly said, oh man, you know what? This, you, should, you, should, you should do that Bojangles thing. Okay. And I said, I, and I, I took a second, I took a step back. Like, Mike doesn't say things. Sometimes he'll say things and it might not register with you right away. Right. Um, but I think what he realized is that I was set up to go do my own thing and build my own business and right. that it was time. And I remember over the years, Mike would tell me, Nova would tell me, Hey, look, at some point you got to jump. Right? right. And you know, in my mind, I thought my jump was city to galaxy, but in actuality, the jump was, you can do this on your own. Right. Beautiful. You're good enough. You can do this on your own. 
So, and, um, and, 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 and that, that kind of, that, that, that push was like, listen, I came back to him maybe it was like a month later. I go, Mike, I, I, I you, you kind of dropped, kind of mentioned this, but as you know, like my brother and I set up this LLC to buy these restaurants. He goes, I know. Yeah. Uh, very, very intuitive, you know, very in tune with everything without like leaning on that. But he goes, I, yeah. I said, well, I, I, I want to launch my own business. I, I would, I would love your support, um, you know, and supporting me to launch my business. And he goes, you got it. He's like, absolutely, go, go do it. Oh, so I'm like, that is oh, fantastic. I'm like, I'm like looking around, I'm like, did, did you just say yes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, that is, uh, that is fantastic. So, so, so we went, uh, so I went from, um, you know, Galaxy Digital to Galaxy IP. Okay. Which is the, 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 the family office side. And, um, you know, I started to really lay the foundation for Naka Capital Partners. And sure. That's, this is, you know, January, February of 2020. Yeah. This year. And yeah. now I, you know, uh, I, we hit this brick wall of an environment. Right. Right as I'm like, right as I'm trying to get this business off the ground. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we go through conversations with, with corporate, you know, Bojangles corporate to buy these restaurants and COVID hits. Right. And I'm literally sitting there thinking to myself, oh my God, like this is either a lot of opportunity or a complete disaster. Yeah. And it reminded me of the time when I made the transition from being in Cleveland, Ohio to New York City. Right. And in 2009, where I'm sitting there, my wife and I, you know, we, you know, had a house in, in Cleveland in Mayfield Heights. Um, sure. You know, I, I'm making good money, but not New York money. Right. And I make the decision to, you know, to go out to New York. And I'm like, this is either going to be the worst decision or the best decision best decision of my life right and and that was the bottom of 2009 wow. and i'm sitting here um you know we're it's november uh heading to december you know, it's the holiday times and it's been a it's been a crazy you know seven month stretch or so so and you, you we're we're like when you when you build your own business you, you put everything into it blood sure. sweat tears no every doubt. last cent yep um you know so so you know, I'm, we're fighting for it right now, and and, and I'm literally I had this conversation with my wife. I said, "Listen, honey, I say we we have to think about you know if I'm buying these businesses in South Carolina, you know what's best for our family." And and you know she said, "Well, you know, to be honest, if, if you're going to travel, and we're going to take this next step." And my and my, my wife has a career of her own. Right. Um, she works at PNC Bank, and she has for for for, for you know really since. I guess it was National City was bought by PNC, so technically National City previous to that. And she goes, you know what? It, it's um, you know, maybe maybe we should maybe it's time. And I was like, time to move home, huh? Yeah. She's like, yeah. So yeah. I we haven't really told many people, but we're literally in the process that we list given the environment, we listed our house uh, in New Jersey and uh, sold, and uh, we're packing up as we speak and. Uh, on December 5th, we will be back in Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome back. And when you come back in town, I want you to address my Chagrin Falls wrestling team. <laughs> I, I, I have no problem stepping into the room and throwing some guys around. I no, love but, it. Well, Yoshi, but, this... But it, yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's a, that transition. And it, this, is, this is that moment that I've had over many, many years of my career where, sure. where you're sitting here and saying, you know what? Should be better. Yeah. And you get that fight. You get that, right. you get that fire inside. And... Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I've been through a lot uh, of things in life, and of um, you know, I, 
I'm just very fortunate that you know, I have an amazing wife, um, my high school sweetheart. Um, Shout out to uh, Amy, baby. Shout out to Amy. Right. And, and so this three, is so so you. Yeah, and I got three amazing kids. Awesome. Uh, I have a son. I have a son now, which was, uh, you know, there's there's Arabella who's nine. There's 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 uh, Penelope that's six, and there's Axel who's oops. Love it. Um, <laughs> love it. Love it. But, Axel. But, Beautiful. But, but I, but I have a boy, much to the odds of a, of, a, of a wrestler having a boy, um, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm moving home. Well, moving home. we are we are welcoming you with open arms. The next chapter of Yoshi Nakamura's life, we are excited to see what that brings, and we just want to wrap it up. It's been a phenomenal conversation. I could talk to you for forever, but we gotta we gotta wrap this up. And I want you to leave the audience, Yoshi, with. You know, today we need to be courageous. One, one or two messages of courage and creativity moving forward through this time of COVID. That's right. Um, you know, to, all, to everybody out there, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody. Super important. Um, you know, we're all stronger together, not yeah. separate. And so, you know, whether that's family or friends, I think a, you know, a lot of people have done an amazing job of leaning in, but that gets hard. And yeah. Uh, whether it's financially or emotionally or spiritually, um, you know, when you see somebody uh, who is, you know, maybe not 100%, you know, you got to lean into them and um, pay that forward. And I promise you that that good karma and that goodwill will pay it forward to the next five people and the next five people. And, you know, we can exponentially make things better by starting uh, starting with us first individually. And um, But together, we are much stronger holistically than, than any one, one person, one political leader, one government, one financial institution, um, because we are who we are in the United States of America and we're pretty resilient people. And I will say for those who are building businesses, um, you know, who have built businesses and, 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 and the up and coming generation, it's okay to dream big, you know, and if you're, if you're not dream, if you're, if you're in that mentality that, you can you you can't uh, you can't quite see the the vision or the mosaic or the picture or the goal. It's okay. Yeah. In principle, you just have to get started. And for me and for what I'm going through right now, I'm super fired up. Um, you know, launching my own business w- with my family. Um, you know, moving moving back to Cleveland to be closer to family. Um, we are we're at the cusp of in my mind something great, and it it doesn't get easier. It gets harder. And it's at that point where it's the hardest that you really bear down. And it's like stepping on the line, you know, in the third period and you're exhausted and you went hard for the first two and it's tied. And coach Evers would say, you got, you got just break them. Just keep pushing, keep pushing. They'll break, keep pushing. Right. You can, you can do this. You can take your intensity, your mentality to another level. And you can get there, because the one thing that wrestlers are wrestlers are resilient. Yes, they are. A little are. stubborn, a little right. stubborn, but resilient. Right. And that through the toughest of times, you you can succeed. And don't don't ever give up. I know it feels like it, uh, but you know we are a community of people that um, you know are strong, resilient, and you know endure many many things. And again, you can get there. Um, and you don't realize how close you are. So. Don't, don't give up. Just keep pushing forward. And, and again, thoughts, prayers to everybody out there. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited. 
that I'm coming home. We love it. We love it, Yoshi. And we can't wait for the whole Nakamura family to be together in Northeast Ohio. And we really, really appreciate that message of paying it forward because the ripple effect is dynamic and exponential. Thank you so much for appearing on Blood Time and sharing your wonderful stories and your message from both your dad and your mom and your beautiful wife and kids. We wish you the best. Love to you and your family. We are all blood. Thank you, Yoshi. Thank you. Coach Cimarroni here for Blood Time. We are all blood. God bless. I want to leave you with this thought of the day. With a nod to Kid Rock, go to where you are celebrated, not tolerated. Hi, this is Lee Kemp. You've just heard an episode of Blood Time. Check out all the episodes at maverickpodcasting.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!